Hello listeners and thank you for checking back in with Tank Talks. Today my guest is Chris Rice of Music Makes You Happy. Chris, thanks for joining me. Hey man, thanks for having me. Absolutely. Um, So Chris, I'm going to jump right in. Um, You and I actually first met, I don't know if you even remember this, but we first met at a um, Hampton Roads Sports Commission meet up at the Adventure Park at the Virginia Aquarium. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, so I'll, I'll get into some of your, your community involvement for a little while, but it's a perfect example of where you just, you just never know where or who or how you're going to connect with somebody. And, um, and here we are a number of years later and, and getting the chance to work together with on a regular basis. But uh, before we get into that, one of the things I w- I'd like to do for our listeners, just in case they aren't already familiar with Music Makes You Happy, um, can you talk a little bit about what Music Makes You Happy is? Um, and and then you and I were talking earlier about some other opportunities you uh, do professionally and kind of how that dynamic sure, works. Sure. Uh, music Makes You Happy Entertainment is a full-service entertainment company. We started out as a DJ company that all we did was we, we DJed weddings and special events, birthday parties and whatnot. But uh, I quickly found out that there is more of a market for additional services. And so Music Makes You Happy DJ services turned into Music Makes You Happy Entertainment. And we offer rentals. We do, I do personal MC work. Uh, we do, we provide video screens. And, and it's really... It, it eclipsed the original idea of just having a DJ company. It's, it's a full-service, one-stop shop for all your entertainment needs. Uh, now, how that started, how I started Music Makes You Happy started way back. Oh, geez, I'm 38 now, so it started a really long time ago. Uh, <laughs> I was uh, always passionate about sound. I loved having speakers and finding out how speakers worked ever since the ever since I can remember one of the first gifts that my parents ever got me was a surround sound system that uh, I set up and I would take apart and look at and then rebuild and um, by the time I was in middle school I had speakers all over my room my parents actually gave me an old love seat and I took the old love seat and put it in my room and then I had uh, two 12 inch subwoofers mounted behind this oh my the love seat and I had a TV screen in front so it actually looked like a car uh, and so that's that's really what sparked my passion it was car stereos and sound and the engineering that goes into that and so having all these speakers and, and being in high school my friends uh, when they started becoming old enough to have their own parties they asked me if I could quote-unquote DJ which meant really ah. just coming and bringing speakers to their house or their community center and setting it up. So my very first official paid DJ gig, I was 15. My friend Shannon was turning 16. It was her sweet 16 party. Oh, wow. There's a picture of me and Shannon's dad, and I have that sweet 16-year-old mustache that is <laughs> just right there on the upper lip, and it's, it's such an awesome picture. But yeah, wow. I started officially DJing when I was uh, 15 years old. Wow. Um, I graduated high school, went to Christopher Newport, and brought a lot of the speakers with me and was really involved with CNU and I really liked, I, I felt connected to the university. And so part of that, that first summer, I became a crew leader. So oh, okay. freshmen, new incoming freshmen would go through this orientation process. Yeah. And one night, the 
person who was in charge, Katie Moho, she said that she needed a DJ for one of her events. And so I said, you know what? I could do it. Let me do it. And so she took a chance on me. I, I, again, I was only 18 and she let me lead the DJ or let me be the DJ for that party. And that was the first time I DJed anything at CNU. And by the time I graduated in 04, uh, I had paid a good bit of my college tuition DJing. Wow. I DJed probably 30 or 40 events a year on campus. Continued to do that. Um, life takes you on a bunch of different courses, but ultimately come 2010, I wanted to do this full time. I wanted to really sink my teeth into it. So I got married to my wonderful wife, Erin, in 2009, and we built a home. And uh, I guess she was still in the honeymoon phase because when I said I wanted to start this company, she was all for it. And <laughs> she is actually the, she's responsible for the name. Ah. Uh, we, we were brainstorming names and the names that I was coming up with were all terrible. And she just looked at me and she said, well, you know what? I like listening to music. Music makes me happy. And I said, that's it. Music that's makes awesome. you happy. That's the name of the company. That's awesome. So here we are. Wow. You know, that was uh, 2000, late 2010, early 2011. Mm. And we are, uh, we've got 11 employees now. And we're in two cities and uh, we, we've, uh, we've grown and I, and I love it. That's great. The, um, yeah, I, I didn't realize, uh, I didn't realize you were in two cities. So you actually have two separate, what, what was, you're in Suffolk. So we're, we, we cover all of Hampton Roads. So yeah. the original Music Makes You Happy covers all of Hampton Roads and Northeast North Carolina. Gotcha. And we started to notice that a lot of the events we were doing, that we were getting a lot of inquiries for the Richmond market, Charlottesville, Northern know. Virginia. And so we decided that, uh, why don't we go ahead and try to start a Richmond office? Okay. Um, so I, I contacted one of the one of the guys I went to college with, Mike Dotson, uh, he and I both graduated from CNU in 04. Okay. Uh, he, he lived in the Richmond area. I know we, we stayed connected uh, on Facebook. He had uh, done some DJ work and, and seemed passionate about it. I reached out to him. I said, hey, let, let's talk. And, and that was back in, I think, 2014. Okay. And so it took about two, three years to really build the foundation. But wow. uh, we've actually seen a lot of growth in 2020 as far as that okay. market. We're starting to starting to really build some traction to gain some traction in nice. the Richmond market. Nice. That's great. Yeah, I didn't realize you were up there. Um, yes, sir. And we've known each other for quite some time, so that's that's wonderful. The um, So, obviously, small business entrepreneurship um, takes kind of, as you said with your, uh, your wife and being in the honeymoon phase, I mean, being your own business owner is not for the faint of heart. No, um, no it's not. So, what have been some of your, your biggest advantages and then also some of your biggest challenges, um, especially in, in an environment that, um, as you said, you start out in weddings, um, you had done some traditional DJing, but um, having kind of worked in the marketing industry, I know sometimes if you're not careful, you can kind of be pigeonholed. Mm -hmm. And so how have you kind of worked through that and, and what have been some of the, the biggest advantages to, to how you have been able to develop your business um, the way you wanted to? Sure. Uh, I'll start with the disadvantages. I think the biggest disadvantage of owning your own business, especially if you are, uh, if you start as a sole proprietor, which is what, what Music Makes You Happy was in, in the very beginning, it was just me. And, and as the owner, I, I'm not a business guy. I didn't graduate with a business degree. I've never had a business per se. Yeah. I was a good DJ. I was talented at selecting music and being on the microphone. That was my skill set. It wasn't accounting. It wasn't marketing. It wasn't social media. 
it was very limited in that scope. And so uh, just getting out of my own way a lot of times is the biggest challenge. Yeah. Um, you just you feel like you're on this island where you don't have anywhere to turn to. You don't have uh, a, a sounding board. You have other friends who, who might be in small businesses or might be, you know, just friends who have business degrees and, and you can talk to them. Yeah. But it's it's not the same it's 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 different when i'm making choices and decisions that will affect not only my family but the families of my employees yeah. and to say okay well here's an opportunity for us to invest a lot of money should we invest this money or should we invest in this or should we just hold it should we pay down debt it it's it's very nerve-wracking it keeps it keeps me up at night sometimes uh best thing i ever did though was uh back in 13 14 I realized that things were getting, were, were growing, which was great, but yeah. they were getting big. And now all of a sudden I went from just having this, you know, DJ company uh, to this actual company that, that I wanted to be something more than just me. Yeah. Uh, so I hired a business coach consultant um, mm. and I meet with her once a month. And, oh, and wow. that was probably, and still is definitely, not probably, but definitely has been the, the best investment I've ever made for wow. Music Makes You Happy. Um, it holds me accountable. Yeah. A, lot of, a lot of times you don't want to be, as, a, as the owner of the company, um, it's much more fun for me to go out in the warehouse and start playing with equipment or go out and meet with people. It, it's not fun to do QuickBooks. I hate QuickBooks. <laughs> I hate accounting. I hate that stuff. Yeah. I'm not a big social media guy either. Yeah. I, I try to avoid it. And so uh, meeting with her once a month, she's not going to put up with it. Yeah. She, she's gonna call me on. She's gonna call me out if I don't do what I said I was gonna do. She's gonna hold me accountable, and, yeah. and so that was really good. Um, one of the the best advantages of having your own business is that you can you, you almost nurture it like a child. Like yeah. I've got two kids. I've got Cecilia and Anthony at home, and, and and I love to see them grow. But I also love to see music makes you happy grow. Yeah. Um, and, and having those two kids at home, having your own company, you, you do get to set your schedule for for a large part. Yeah. Uh, and so, you know, my wife. Um, recently decided that she no longer wanted to be in her position she wanted to start her own company and so this oh, wow. year uh she was able excuse me last year she was able to uh, step away from her job leave the salary and benefits behind and uh we were blessed because music page happy was was doing well enough where we could you know afford insurance we could afford the bills and let her kind of create her own business oh. and so She's a lobbyist. She has uh, Rice Strategies is the name of her company. And so she's in, in Richmond for the General Assembly. When the General Assembly is in session, she essentially lives in Richmond. Yeah. Um, and, and having a four-year-old and a six-year-old at home, uh, <laughs> I, I'm a good dad, but by God, that has taught me some patience, boy. I tell you, <laughs> getting up with them every morning and making sure they're both dressed. I don't know what it is about kids that age, but it's like they're shocked that they have to get dressed every morning. Yeah. It's not a surprise. We do this every morning. <laughs> but to them, oftentimes, it is a surprise that they have to get dressed in the morning and, and get downstairs. And, and That's great. Watching them grow and, and just having that time with them, even though it can be stressful and, and trying at times, but having that... Having that free time with them, yeah. I, I know one day, maybe not today, but one day I will look back and say, I really cherish those moments. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I can tell you I've, I've made multiple uh, career changes um, based not solely but in large part due to uh, where we were in our life cycle with relation to the kids. Mm -hmm. um, 
and what access I did or didn't have to being able to, as you said, help help out in the mornings or, or coach in the afternoons or, or attend a uh, re recital at noon on a Tuesday yeah, that, exactly. that you want to be able to make sure you get to. And, and, um, and that's something that, that, uh, I love to hear across the board. Um, and I think we hopefully as a society, I think we've gotten a little bit beyond the idea of being totally mm -hmm. shocked when a father steps into oh, an yeah. active role like that. But there's still, I think even though that has changed, um, because we are primarily a two income environment for the most part, mm -hmm. um, it's not, it, it, both spouses have to kind of figure out that dynamic because I think in, in a lot of those cases, both spouses want to be there during those times. Oh yeah. Um, so, so I know at least with our case, both my wife and I have always tried to make sure that we were in a position to be able to enjoy that. Um, and, uh, so it, it's great to hear that. And, and I know that is definitely one of those situations where, um, as entrepreneurs, you, you're working almost 24 seven. Oh yeah. Um, but at least when those times come up, um, having that flexibility is such a wonderful thing. So and I'll tell you what, I great. have gotten masterful at a bun, making a bun <laughs> for dance class. I have, I have killed it. I, I couldn't even do a ponytail when she first went to see you first That's started great. growing her hair, but now I can, it might take a minute, and the other moms at dance class might look at me cross-eyed because I've got to take 14 different uh, hair ties, and, and it might take me a little while to do it, but when it's up, it, it doesn't look terrible. That's awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> uh, that, that, will be, that will come in very handy for, for many years ahead, um, so that's, uh, that's great. Well, um, kind of talking along the lines of the, that additional time that you do have. One of the things that I have noticed, and you referenced this a little bit as far as uh, from a marketing standpoint, from being out in the in the public, um, one thing, as I mentioned at the very beginning, was getting to know you through the, um, the Hampton Road Sports Commission. Mm -hmm. um, and something that I've at least been aware of for the last several years that, that I've known you um, is your willingness to be out in the community, whether it's things that maybe traditionally people would look at and, and say, well, that's not always exactly what I would expect from, say, a DJ to be a part of such and such organization or volunteer that. But that's something um, I know I, I've worked with you with the American Cancer Society. Mm -hmm. um, I've seen you at several other events like that. Um, where did where did that part of your where did the community involvement the the wanting to give back come from is that something that 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 came from your coaching was that something that, that was just kind of ingrained in you well you know i am not originally from the 757 i, I grew up in a small town spotsylvania county uh, ah. and i i came here to see you uh and i noticed and i as soon as i got here that August back in uh, 2000, or yeah, 2000, uh, I knew that this was home. This yeah. felt different. This felt like the area where I wanted to put down roots. No offense to Spotsylvania, still got a lot of great friends back there. My parents are still in a little town called Mineral, but this, this area was different. And yeah. so uh, 
I was able to buy a home in college and I was able to start putting down roots. And when I met Erin, she was actually living in Richmond. Oh, okay. Um, and, and again, no no offense to our Richmond office and our, and our friends in Richmond, but, but that never felt like home. Yeah. This did. And so when things started to get serious with Erin, we, we started talking about uh, marriage and, and where we wanted to live. Uh, Suffolk actually was, for whatever reason, it was calling. It was calling to us. And so we wanted to put down roots. We wanted to buy some land um, and, and just build our, our forever home. And so having that draw, having that pull to the area, I think that helps. Yeah. It, you, you want to be involved. You want to go out. Also, not being from this area, I didn't grow up from this area. I, I, I came here when I was 18 years old. Yeah, uh, I needed to meet people. And, and I still need to meet people. I still don't know, you know, we still live in Suffolk and, and contrary to what a lot of people in Norfolk and Virginia might think, there there is no cliff at the end <laughs> of Chesapeake that falls off and people are allowed to come to Suffolk. We yeah. welcome them. Uh, but, and, and even Franklin as well, you know, it, it's, a, it's a wonderful area. Yeah. But there's, you know, I live in the country for a reason. I, yeah. I, when, I, when I'm done, when I put my phone away and, and start a fire and pour, pour some bourbon, I don't want a lot of people coming around and bothering me, you know, I, I live my chickens and my dogs and deer and bear and whatever else we have in the yard. But, uh, being part of this community, you, you just want to, I, I always wanted to be, yeah. I always wanted to be, uh, an asset to these yeah. organizations that are building. And, and I found that if just saying yes, it is oftentimes the most powerful word. Yeah. Uh, even if, even and, and not to let out secrets here, but even when I don't necessarily know if it's something that we can do when they ask me, I'm yeah. still going to say yes, and, and I'm going to task myself with figuring out how to do it. Yeah. And not only just figuring out how to do it, but figuring out how to do it better than what they had ever envisioned. Yeah. And so, you know, yes, we do get a, you know, financial benefit from being involved. Yeah. But... More so, especially with American Cancer Society, uh, when you do the Making Strides event and you see the faces of these people who have beat cancer, yeah. nothing in my life has been that hard. Yeah. Nothing in my life. I can't imagine the strength that it takes to do something like that. That is a reward unto itself. Yeah. Just being part of it, just being there to witness it, just being able to provide the tools they need to broadcast their message, whether or not it's a microphone and you know, huge speakers, or if it's just a light that they need to shine on, it, it, whatever it is, being able to do that has been such a reward unto itself that, that it's, it's, it's what encourages, it's what fuels us to keep doing. It's what fuels myself to, to push my employees, to encourage them to find charity or charitable company organizations that they want to be a part of and, and encouraging them to do what's needed. I have guys that oftentimes come up and say, hey, my church is doing this. Uh, they need sound. What are you going to charge? I say, we're not going to charge anything. You just go out and do it. And then I end up paying their hourly rate just as a way to continue to encourage them to, to give back. Yeah. So that, yeah. that's, that's why I'm, I'm involved. That's, you know, I love the 757 and it's, it's, it's home. Yeah. It's my home. That's great. Well, and I think it's almost as if your, your company is built for, events like that um, because of the fact that it really does make you happy. Mm -hmm. I mean, um, ironically, just last night I was at a, uh, uh, a meeting that included um, the individual who started Rock Solid Foundation. Nice. 
Um, and you, you may or may not know, but but the whole reason he started that was because he is uh, he had recovered from cancer um, when he was a child, and his whole idea behind that was the idea of building the the playgrounds for the for the children, and the idea that the way to not cure cancer but to beat it is the idea of of giving that child that that instant of being happy mm -hmm. because as he said when when they're happy they're for they're forgetting about the fact that they're dealing with what they're dealing with and and the rest I think, of the world fades into the background absolutely and that's I, I i noticed when when you were you were there for the american cancer society and you've got tens of people if not hundreds of people that are all out there dancing and moving around and and clapping and 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 they're doing dance lines and the whole thing and at 7 30 in the morning they're doing that. <laughs> yeah. before some of us have even had our coffee exactly and 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 but they it's they're forgetting it's mm -hmm. their that's their moment to forget that they've either gone through the recovery they're going through the recovery or or they they're looking into the future knowing that they have to deal with it and it's it's that that just handful of minutes that yep. they can forget about that and just enjoy what they're music doing. music has so. a, a magical way of making the world a little quieter yeah and, and you can just get lost in the moment yeah. and it doesn't matter that uh, your mortgage is due. It doesn't matter that you know <laughs> you're you're going through chemo. It, it it is music can just quiet all that just for a moment. And sometimes that's all we need. Sometimes you yeah. just need one moment yeah. to yourself to to go into your head to to just forget about your problems and just enjoy being alive. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, not to backtrack too much, but you talked about the the coaching and. Mm -hmm. I'm interested to ask you about that because um, I've worked in uh, a number of environments over my career with with sales teams or development teams of some sort, and um, a lot of times I've worked with companies that were not necessarily in a position to provide um, a full uh, resource of, of coaching. Mm -hmm. So much like you were talking about. Um, a lot of those professionals were in individual positions of making a decision whether they wanted to do a coach or, or sales training. And as most of us know, it's not cheap. I mean, it's not inexpensive. And when I say cheaper and expensive, I'm not talking about just the purely financial cost, but it's the cost of your time and your effort. Because mm -hmm. as you said, you're being held accountable um, probably even more so than when we were going to school because if you don't show up, you're essentially wasting your own time and your yep. own money. Um, but it still can be very tough for some people to take that step, especially if you are new in a business and your your finances are limited. So what was the what was the catalyst for you to say this this is what is going to help me become successful? Well, real, realistically, uh, people will find time to do what they want to do. You're, you're never too busy for, for everything. Yeah. And so I saw, uh, we, we were at a, a crossroads. I saw what music, or I envisioned what music makes you happy could be. And I saw where music makes you happy was. And 
I knew that I needed help to get it where I saw it could be. Uh, I couldn't do that alone. And I just happened to meet a, I, I happened to do a wedding in Richmond uh, with a guy who was in a similar situation in a lighting company, uh, the lighting professors up in Richmond with Jake. Um, and he and I just got to talking as two event professionals often do before the event. Uh, everything's set up, everything's quiet, it's the calm before the storm, and, and he and I just hit it off. We were, we were same age, companies had been around for the same length of time, and I asked him, you know, some of the you know, questions that you ask any event professional, you know, how's, how's business going, you know, what are your plans for the future? And, and he seemed like he had his ducks in a row a lot more than I had mine. Okay. And I asked him, I said, well, man, it, you, got, you obviously have a business degree. He said, no, no, I, I have an engineering degree. Uh, best thing I ever did was, was I called Renee at Focal Path, um, and, and she led me down the right path. And so I, I called and I, I met with her, and, and yeah, you're right, it is an investment, not just financial, but, but of time. Yeah. Um, at the time, I would have to drive all the way to Richmond because she was in Richmond. Oh, wow. So in addition to the two-hour meeting, every month it was an hour and a half to two hours in the car both ways wow. so it's a four-hour round trip so you weren't doing this over the phone you were I, at the very beginning for the first couple of years wow. it was face-to-face -face in wow. richmond and so that's that's a big chunk of your day yeah um and so but i had to put i had to put everything into perspective i i knew where i wanted i wanted music makes you happy to be more than just chris's dj company yeah uh, I, I wanted to figure out how to work on the business, not just work for the business. Ultimately, I'd love to to be able to franchise Music Makes Happy and send it all over the country. And, and so to do that, I need to build it up so yeah. it's more than just me. And and, gotcha. and that's that's where the coaching came in. That's where Renee comes in. And, and she, um, while she's not a wedding professional, she's not an event professional, um, it's, it's not... It, that's not needed that that yeah. she is a business professional that knows how to help help business owners build and work on their business and so that that was that that like i said that was the best investment i've ever made and, and continue to i met with her yesterday and spent a couple hours on the phone with her and still uh aaron always tells me that being a small business you you can get depressed yeah. you you can get in your own head and and you're not you're not sleeping and you're wondering you're, you're second guessing every decision you're making and Aaron always tells my wife always tells me that going into the meeting with Renee, I'm I'm a lot of times lost. Yeah. Coming out, she said, you can hear it in my voice how <laughs> re-energized I am and how refocused wow. I am. And even if you need, you, I just I need that once a month. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that that's any any small business. I would definitely encourage you if you're at a crossroads or you're, you're feeling like you're lost, find out, find a mentor, find a coach, find somebody that can help you, and. and it'll definitely it'll pay off in the long run that's wonderful wow um well speaking about that we've got we've got a few more minutes till we need to wrap up but uh you talked in there about the future so what is the future of, of music makes you happy and and you professionally you know we've got a lot of bigger events coming up that uh, we keep building events that people wouldn't necessarily think music makes you happy would provide. We're, yeah. we're providing AV for a lot of different events in the few, coming up in the next few months. Uh, we've got a, a couple galas and a couple of award ceremonies in which we're providing huge screens and lighting. Oh, wow. um, that's all st stuff that we can provide. Oh, nice. Uh, 
we provide all the DJs and all the entertainment, all the sound for the North American Sand Soccer Championships. Uh, oh. So coming up first part of June. Yeah. Uh, we've done that for, this will be our third year, and that is an event that all my guys look forward to. But we actually have three stages set up along the boardwalk uh, in addition to the really large stadium. That is an, it's a great way for us to be in front of the people, yeah. uh, not only to highlight some of our DJs, because I, while, I, while I own a DJ company, I'm not a DJ per se. I'm yeah. a, I'm, I love being on the microphone. I love being the MC. I love being the host. Music is great, but I couldn't mix chocolate milk. Uh, <laughs> there are guys out there who I admire that can do that. I can't. I can curate. I can make a really great music catalog, and I can keep your event flowing, and, and all your guests will leave there happy. But if other DJs are, are getting together and they're mixing and creating music, that's just not me. Yeah. Um, and so there are other guys on the team, on, on, my, on the staff, that, that really love doing that. They don't get an opportunity to do that. They can't really do that at a wedding. Yeah. Uh, but you can do that at race events. You can do that at uh, the, uh. these beach events. Uh, we've got the One City Marathon this weekend. Okay. We've got uh, seven or six stages set up throughout Newport News. And, oh, and wow. we'll, we'll be there at every stage making music, making announcements, getting everybody excited. Oh, awesome. This will be our fourth year doing that. So we're, wow. we're, we're really excited about that. But that's, that's one of the small world atmospheres that, that, that yeah. I kind of come across sometimes is that I was emceeing that One City Marathon about four years ago. And uh, a woman by the name of Lauren Bland heard my voice yes. and said, I want that guy to emcee all of our sports commission events. At the time, she was the executive director for the sports commission. Yep. And so... Uh, I met with her. I had no knowledge of who she was. She had no knowledge of who I am. And that is one person who has helped us more than any other single person of another business has ever helped us. Uh, Lauren has been a supporter since day one. And now with uh, some other events coming up in late July, early August, we are putting together a lot of, a lot of sound for, for that particular event. Uh, But yeah, it's, it's, going back to your why are you involved in the community you never know who you're going to meet yeah i wasn't it was it was five thirty in the morning it was 22 degrees out <laughs> i was tired everybody was tired but you suck it up you do it yeah. this weekend uh we have a wedding at the chrysler museum on friday or saturday night we'll be done we'll be out of there by one o'clock in the morning yeah. uh set up for one city marathon starts at two o'clock in the morning and then after one city marathon i've got the smithfield center bridal show and so I will leave my house at about two o'clock in the afternoon on Saturday. Wow. I won't be back home until eight o'clock Sunday night. Wow! You just suck it up. You do it. That's one of the the, wow. the benefits of being a small business owner. But yeah, yeah, it's uh, I'm I'm trying to do more MC work. Uh, yeah. I'm trying to do more voiceovers. Uh, that's just uh, uh, we're, we're we're more than just a DJ company. Yeah, and that's what I really want people to know. We're we're more than just a DJ company. If you've got AV situation and you, and you need help we, we can we can chances are we can help you well, that's wonderful. well and it's it's the things like the the marathons just because anyone who's ever been a runner knows that that marathons are not just a local hey we're gonna go yeah. out run run five miles and go home i mean we're yeah. getting people from throughout the state throughout the country yeah. um sand soccer has become an international participation oh, so yeah. you're you're in front of people that are not just from the region or even on the east coast you're now in front of people that are from throughout the entire country from outside the country so 
um, the amount of exposure from something like that is absolutely incredible. Yeah. So, and which is that it's wonderful. And yes, a uh, major shout out to Lauren Bland. She, um, uh, I've had the pleasure of volunteering and working with her, um, in the past and, and she is an absolute dynamo and, really and wonderful for our community, wonderful for, for the chamber. Um, so yeah, she's, uh, she's first class, first class professional. Well, thank you so much for coming on today. It's been an absolute pleasure getting to talk to yes, you. And, and like I said, it's it's always a pleasure to work with you. Um, for not, not to interrupt you. Yeah. Uh, I've, I've listened to the podcast. I enjoy the podcast. You're doing, you. you're doing a great job with the podcast, but I dare thank say you. I did bring bourbon. And, it, <laughs> and we were recording this at 1030 in the morning. And while we are not drinking yes. said bourbon, uh, I, I did bring it. So if any of your other guests bring bourbon, Wonderful. Then, then maybe they'll be better, but hopefully that'll boost your ratings. Wonderful. Bit. So so the the lesson in that is I need to start doing my podcasts uh, after 3 p.m. <laughs> so good to know. I, I, I need to make that adjustment. So for my future guests, please keep that in mind. Um, but thank you so much for coming on. Um, it really is greatly appreciated. And just to make sure... We don't leave this out. For anyone who is interested in c contacting you, how do they reach you? Sure, they can find our website at musicmakesyouhappydj.com. Okay. Uh, Facebook.com slash musicmakesyouhappy. Same Perfect. thing with Instagram and Twitter as well. Uh, so, yeah, you can find us online, and, and you can certainly find me online as well. Gotcha. So, so, so Coach has got you on all the social media oh, yeah. now. Oh, yeah. She doesn't wonderful, want to wonderful. Well, thank you again for coming and uh, spending some time with me today, and, and I will definitely be taking you up on that offer for, for a nice drink of bourbon here in, uh, in the future. There so, you go. Sounds good. Thanks again, Chris. All right. Thank you.